It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. But the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when his shorts are too tight in the seat. <laughs> Pardon me, would you have any gray poupon? But of course. Always got a little river band loaded up here. I got six discs in here. But that's all right, son. You can do it on the boat. I'm not going to stand here and listen to this baloney. He won't, you know. He doesn't stand for baloney. Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s, the best that we remember it. This podcast is released off schedule. This is an encore podcast that I just loved and thought I would share it with everyone yet again. Jim Lawler and I had got together May 22nd, 2020, and... We did a podcast on Yacht Rock. We both are big fans of the genre and wanted to do a podcast on it. So I have cut it down, abbreviated about the first 30 minutes or so, and getting right into us talking about some of our favorite Yacht Rock songs. So enjoy this bonus podcast, and I hope you all have a great Memorial Day weekend. And don't forget, this Saturday, we are going to release another podcast. This one will be us creating our own 80s summertime mixtape. You do not want to miss it. So until then, enjoy this podcast, and we will see you again on Saturday. So without further ado, join us as we go back to Memorial Day weekend 2020. For us, being aficionados of the genre, we started off with about 100 songs. And we decided, you know what, we're going to make a top 10 list. And this is a collective list. And so we decided along the way, let's whittle it down to 10. And then there were some we disagreed on. Okay, let's throw this one out and keep this one. Okay, you can throw in two, I can throw in two. So we got it down to... It's a labor of love. It was a labor of love. It was hard. It was hard. It's, I mean, it's very hard. I think once we got to about 30 songs was when it really... I mean, you could interchange a lot of those songs. Oh, yeah. A lot of them that didn't quite make our top 10. It's not because we don't like them any less. It's just because we only had room for 10. So, And, it, you know, the funny thing is if we had the same conversation in six months, we have a, we may have a completely different top 10. Yeah. If yeah, we I'm had sure. it tomorrow, it would change. It's already changed like four times today. Yeah. <laughs> and we started on it... We t- Probably three or four days ago. So, yeah, good stuff. Let's start off with our list here. Do we want to start off with the ones that didn't quite make it, or do we want to just go into the list and talk the ones that didn't make it later? What do you want to do? Yeah, I think we could talk about the you know the cutting floor of you know yeah, what okay. what didn't make the list, That's... and part of those, or at least the the criteria that we feel they didn't meet was whether it fit in the genre or not. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, there were some stylistically that we either one of us liked and the other one didn't, but um, we really labored about the island sound 
right. for one thing. Right. So if you're thinking like Jimmy Buffett, so he's we consider him more of an island kind of guy along the lines of Kenny Chesney. Like these guys put out some really good music, but they're not quite yacht rock, even though like Margaritaville may have fit kind of in there. Yeah. It didn't make the top ten, so we're gonna mention that song, but that's kinda of, that, that's one of the things that kind of disqualified yeah. it. Yeah. And just know if there are other aficionados out there, you know what? If it fits your definition of yacht rock, keep it in there. That's but right. I think I think we both agreed. I mean I, I really labored about um Cool Change by the Little mm-hmm. River Band. Or Southern Cross, which is more of an 80s um, song, but still in the neighborhood. Right. Um, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Yes. An American Dream is one of my favorite 80s songs, period. And it kind of falls into this genre, but it kind of also doesn't. Because it does have more of that, I kind of put Nitty Gritty Dirt Band in the category with the Eagles. Um, so it, it, they're kind of, I think they're more of a Southern California sound, even though they're nitty gritty dirt bands all over the place. Like in this era of their career, they kind of had that Southern California thing going on, but then they do it like a ton of bluegrass and stuff like that. So they're really hard to pigeon into one area. But, you know, that's that's one of the things that we have, uh, we have moved through here. So one of the ones that I kind of wanted to include, but it it doesn't totally fit, but the music style and the quality kind of does, is Africa by Toto. Yeah. Which, it's a great song. Great song. But it doesn't quite fit here. But you will see it in, in some of the larger lists. It's interesting. Same with Rosanna. If you're listening to the Yacht Rock channel on iHeartRadio or on SiriusXM, who you know we talked about theirs, uh, you, you will probably hear some of these songs on there. But uh, to clearly define how we're trying to label Yacht Rock, they just kind of don't fit. Yeah. But one that does fit, that fits perfectly, but didn't quite make our top ten, was Key Largo by Bertie Higgins. Bertie. So that song, it has everything in the, in the formula. It's got the music quality. It's got the you know the ocean um, references. It's got all of that, but just outside of the top ten. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I there, I am a big fan of Jay Ferguson, who by all intents and purposes was a one-hit wonder with a, a song called Thunder Island, yes. which is pretty fantastic. And then. You know, I think the other thing that I labored over were some of these... They weren't one-hit wonders, but they kind of fit in the same sort of basket. And that's like the 10CC and the Players... I say Players. The band is called Player. Right. Um, Orleans. Looking Glass. You know, so... You, England, Dan, and John Ford Coley. Yeah. There are t- so you see why Seals we sort of we labored over yeah. just 10, because yeah. uh, there's a lot of good stuff. One song that was in my initial top ten that we ended up moving out. It was rough, but "A Lot of Love" by Nicolette Larson is is one of my jams. Yeah. Like that song comes on, which she sings background in "American Dream" by Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Love her. Yeah, but- see, that's one that was not as high. I, you know, I don't know if I'm. We talked about the absence of a lot of female 
solo artists yeah, in, in not a lot. this genre. Like Linda Ronstadt, Blue By You, would be another one I would include that's yeah, a female. Yeah. And uh, it, I don't know. It's just, I guess, ladies weren't weren't uh, weren't produced in the Yacht Rock back in the 70s. All a bunch of dudes. Yeah. So, And then some of those that we left off were just second and third songs of some of the artists that we have oh, in yeah. the list. Which, when we get up to those songs, we're going to you know mention some of those other songs they do as well. Uh, just kind of refresh your memory, like how great artists these people were, and these songs you know. So I got to throw a plug out for, uh, and I, I don't know if you disagreed with this one being on the list, but I like the name of the band, the Ozark uh, Mountain Daredevils. Oh yeah, uh, Jackie, Jackie Blue. Blue. Yeah, that was one of the ones because we we we. We decided we were going to have the right to cut some things, and yep. that's one that I cut only because I don't know that just doesn't feel yachty enough funky. for me. Yeah, it is a little more funky than most of the music here, and I remember that song from the early '70s. When I'm thinking about favorite beach tunes yeah, or whatever, that, that doesn't uh, doesn't come up. But they I do have al- a cool name. I will allow it. You will allow. We will allow it. Next, what you won't do for love by Bobby Caldwell. Now that is an extremely smooth tune. The dude kind of looks like uh, one of the Lost Gib brothers. Nothing like yeah. you would think he would sound like. If you hear that, you're thinking, that's a middle-aged white guy? What yeah. The? It's soulful. It's very soulful. Sarah Smile, mm. Hollow Notes. That was on... Hard to leave off. That was on the list initially, and that one just... You had to sacrifice something yeah. because a couple other ones that got on there really needed to be on there. But uh, I mean, I actually like it better than some of the ones that we've kept. We've agreed on that. Right. But just to to stay stay true to the genre, we decided that you know we would cut a couple out that we may kind of like better, just in favor of some of the ones that more define what we it had, is. We had some trouble with uh, Poco. Yeah, because Poco. that is a crazy love. Is an oh, awesome song. I love that song. Yeah, a little bit of a country vibe. Yeah, little Eagles. And well, Timothy B. Schmidt is singing it. He's the there lead singer in that song, who went on to be with the Eagles later. So, that is um, that that was that was a very hard one for me to leave off because you know that thing is probably shows up on about three or four of my playlists, like yeah. a road trip playlist, yacht rock, all of it. So that's a tough one. Magic by Pilot. Oh. That's a great yeah, that's song. Yeah, that's a great song. i got to cut them off somewhere. And the very last one I'll put on here, it's actually two songs by the Sanford Townsend Band, which is uh, Smoke from a Distant Fire and Starbright. Mm. Uh, you're thinking, what are those? Just look them up. Or better yet, what if uh, we post uh, our Yacht Rock playlist for you guys for your consumption on the webpage? There you go. So... All right, so Jim, that is there any other songs that didn't make the cut that you wanted to to bring up before we get into our top ten ish? I don't think so. We touched on Jerry Rafferty early on, right. and um, right down the line, Baker mm-hmm. Street just barely missed our definition, but we felt like the composition was just primo, especially yes. on Baker Street. Oh, so, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So we are going to our top 10, and we actually have two number 10s. Number 10.
are there two number tens? Because we felt like we couldn't leave this song out because it's kind of like the defining song of the genre, Sailing by Christopher Cross. Any list, most of them have this as number one. We decided it's kind of a boring song, but it's still yeah. kind of good at the same time. Like, in a certain mood, I can kind of get lost in the song. Yeah. So, i tell you what, the first time I ever heard this song, I could remember it like it was yesterday. At my old youth group at Trinity M- Memorial, we had a walkathon, so we were raising money to go to camp. And we met at Tom and Sharon Ackley's house. It's Kevin and Cynthia's mom and dad. And at the very end of the walkathon, the sun was just starting to go down. And I heard sailing on the radio there on their front porch for the very first time. Nice. So whenever I hear that song, like when I'm paying attention yeah. to the song and kind of feeling it, I think of that day and that sunset and seared in your memory that's right i think of kevin and cynthia all of our friends love it that was uh that was that was a good day i can't think of the first time that i've that i heard it i was a big christopher cross fan um and i had this 45 i had ride like the wind which Mm -hmm. we've both you know discussed that we like that better than this but (laughs) we think that could could be heresy if we leave this off of the list of, of top 10 so Definitely a great song. Definitely fits the genre. Um, I can li- I listen to it all the way through at certain times, and at other times I listen to the the first sort of thirty seconds because I think that's where it really grabs you. Oh yeah, that's it's got one of the smoothest intros of any song ever. Christopher Cross won the Grammy for Best New Artist, and I think that album, it's in his uh, debut album, may have won a grammy as well you can fact check me if you want to i don't care it was a very good album like you said ride like the wind was a big hit another yacht rock staple along with arthur's theme yeah so fun fact i saw the movie arthur for the first time about two weeks ago nice that song that movie has been out since i think it was 1981 and i had never seen it have always avoided it for whatever reason but i watched it it was not bad i did not realize liza minnelli was in it I, w- I am proud to say that i have never seen it it's not bad really except no. for liza liza kind of gets in my nerves yeah but as a movie it's not dustin too bad. hoffman right no um, see dudley moore dudley moore you're probably thinking of tootsie, tootsie. Yeah. Not the same all the same yeah then there was an arthur 2 which i also had to watch right after I spent a Sunday afternoon watching those two movies. You'll never get that back. No, I won't. And you know, it's funny because life is short. It is short. Too short to be spending and watching Arthur. <laughs> but the theme song was great. And But they also used him for the second movie, too, which is like, uh, I want to say it's like 1988 or 89 yeah. or something like that. And his ship had done sailed and... The song was just not good. So, in fact, one of the Yacht Rock episodes has the the guy playing Christopher Cross with one of his late 80s songs. He was still trying to make a career out of it, and no one had ever heard it. And you're talking about how much garbage it was because he betrayed the yacht or whatever it was. <laughs> so it was it was funny. But anyhow, our first number 10 was Ride Like the Wind. Or, or excuse me, we wanted it wasn't to be. that to be. It was Sailing. sailing. Number 10. Venture Highway in the sunshine where the day 
Californians. So if you guys <laughs> ever seen the SNL skit, uh, Californians, uh, starring our buddy Bill Hader and Fred Armisen's always on there too. Uh, for one, if you've never watched Californians, look it up. It's on Hulu or YouTube or whatever. Hilarious. But they use Ventura Highway by America as the intro. Now, this is this is one we, we kind of went back and forth on. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Ba-boom. <sighs> you Yacht Rock uh, aficionados should uh, recognize that little <laughs> drop. Yes. If you didn't, then you're not a Yacht Rock aficionado. Get off the boat. <laughs> Jim loves this song like he loves his own mother. I do. I not feeling this one. I do like the intro because I laugh because it reminds yeah. me of Californians. So, Jim, what is it about this song that just makes you love it? You know, I think it's the melody. You know, this song, We I think you already mentioned it's from 1972. So we're digging deep here. Um we also had a discussion about Gordon Lightfoot in this era, which, you know, in my own personal Yacht Rock list, I have a little bit of Gordy. Um, I have none. Yeah. So Carefree Highway, you know, is in my list. But so I guess I just like highway songs, right? Uh, so Ventura Highway. Maybe on a road trip. It's just mellow. It's got, you know, obviously it's a reference to California, Southern California. I love the, this town doesn't look good in snow because I, you know, I pretty much feel that way about Columbus all winter long. Does any town look good in snow? doesn't really look good in snow. No. Yeah. Except for at Christmas. There you go. A white Couple Christmas. Weeks. I love a white Christmas. Up to yeah. New Year's, maybe a week or two after. But I, I just, uh, I, I just dig this song. I don't know what it is about it. And, uh, and that's, that's been a late uh, appreciation for me. And, uh, you know, you guys may have noticed this in your own tastes. I think the older we all get, you know, obviously we all listen to the 80s, some of us the 70s, um, the more we come to appreciate some of those songs that maybe at one point we, we turned away. Or, you know, it was okay, but we would turn to something else. But if you really listen to this song, I just think it has a good vibe. And I think it kind of fits the Southern California. So, yeah, this is one I, I sort of dug my heels on, in on and, uh, <laughs> and by, by the Rob way, humored me. Yeah, by the way, we don't r- really fight about this stuff. It's just, do you like it? No. Do you like it? Yeah. Okay, we'll keep it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those deals. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a, a popular song. If I was going to pick a song by America... Um, I would I would probably pick you can do magic, which yeah. which would also fit into this whole thing with the sound and everything, and um, I would not put horse with no name on here. No, I don't like that song. It's kind of stupid. Like if it you're is. if you're on a desert all that time, wouldn't you eventually just decide to name the horse something? Yeah. Horse songs always get a little strange. Yeah, like, like wildfire. wildfire. Fire, yeah. yeah, is that Michael Martin Murphy? It is. I don't like that song. You know, didn't the horse I think it's die? About, yeah, they chase it. It comes back as a she ghost. She chases it into the snow. Yeah, who would? Who? How was that ever a hit? I don't know. Uh, I will tell you, the kind of. I do kind of like it, although it doesn't fit this genre. But I do like it. Mm, I don't. That's how. But that's how. That's how deep in there I, I get. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm digging you some have, Michael Martin Murphy. You definitely, your your music tastes are do vary, which is funny because. Um, completely off the subject once upon a time back in the day um jim i remember we were i don't remember where we were but we were in the car together somewhere are we going yard jockey no no we're not going there (laughs) no we better not go there so um 
we're in the car. I don't remember where we were going, when it was, but Jim has this cassette he pops in. He's like, you got to hear this song. And he puts in this song called Jelly Roll by Blue Murder. This song rocks, and it is on all of my hairband playlists that I make even today. Like It is a you-can't-cut-this-out kind of thing. Jim introduced me to that. Blue Murder. Blue Murder. Yeah. Whose lead singer was Michael Martin Murphy. <laughs> That's not true at <laughs> not all. True. Yeah. It's a great but, song. But that, that kind just, of a one hit wonder, but a great song. It was. So that just kind of shows how eclectic Jim's tastes are. So that that was our second number ten. Number nine. Sentimental Lady by Bob Welch. So Bob Welch was formerly with Fleetwood Mac before he went on to his solo career. So he was pre-Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. And this song, I've, I've loved this song. This came out when I was in middle school, actually in 1977. So it's pre-80s. Um, this song, to me, if uh, a sunset could have a sound, it would sound like this song to me. So this this is one that I voted into the list. Uh, Jim got his Ventura Highway, and I got <laughs> Sentimental Lady. So this song's always one. yeah, it, it, it's it's just like the harmonies, everything just kind of works in that song. And uh, yeah. you know, I think and and I think I didn't recognize it at first. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's the thing that if a lot of listeners tune in or they listen to your expanded playlist. There are a lot of songs that you recognize and you know. Right. And uh, so this one is a good one. Um, it, it's not something I initially picked out, but I like it. Me too. It's um, one of the things we were talking about you know, between songs here was uh, how we both just kind of look for those songs that may have either flown under the radar or that we completely forget about. And this is one that um, Bob Welch in general, like he had another song, Ebony Eyes, which is a, a good hit, which also falls into kind of like this uh, yacht rock thing. But there's another one called Precious Love, which we're sitting here listening to it going, wow, this is one I kind of forgot about. So I love either discovering new music or just kind of being reminded of some old stuff that we kind of get in a rut sometimes i think we listen to the same stuff all the time and i don't know if you if you guys have hung out in this podcast this long listening to this conversation you're probably a lot like us where you really like discovering new stuff and you like kind of getting your memory jogged and Hopefully you'll you know, get off this podcast when it when it's over, of course, and uh, maybe find some of these songs on your own and listen to them, or just look up a, a, an artist like Bob Welch and just start finding some of his older music and and seeing where you know it is pretty good. Um, fun fact: "Sentimental Lady" was originally recorded in 1972 and is on a Fleetwood Mac album. So if you want to look that up, you probably find it on YouTube, but. Uh, better sound quality like on Apple Music or Spotify or something. But yeah, Sentimental Lady by Bob Welch. We decided 
What the heck? That's going to be keeper. number nine. Yeah. Number eight. So number eight is Ambrosia with The Biggest Part of Me. And I think initially uh, you could kind of have a toss-up as to which Ambrosia song you wanted to put in this list, right? So You're the Only Woman, How Much I Feel, Biggest Part of Me. We felt that this was the best of the three. Um, but Ambrosia from Southern California, band formed in 1970. I think they're actually still touring today. I know uh, it's a 2010 or 2011. They 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 worked with Jimmy Fallon on a um, a yacht rock uh, themed show, <laughs> um, and so uh, I think they are still active today. But one of my favorites. Yeah, this is uh, this is one of those groups. Um, my friends uh, David Yuska and Art Hughes. Art was on here a few weeks ago. We were talking about. Uh, our favorite um, albums of the 80s but uh, these guys would make fun of me because I liked a couple of Ambrosia songs <laughs> now these guys are, are rockers but but I, I will guarantee you right now that Art has got Ambrosia on one if not more playlists in fact I've got one of his playlists right here he calls it the complete 80s so we're going to review, let's see here. I, this is just completely random. Ambrosia, Sad Eye, Sunset, Sunset mm. Sound Mix, Biggest Part of Me, You're the Only Woman, and How Much I Feel. Yeah, Art has four Ambrosia songs. You can get songs. in a little bit of trouble with Art, though, right? He is a cop, and he is bigger than me. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I recall of Art, yep. Yeah, but, uh, so yeah, Ambrosia, it's, it's, it was never cool. To be an Ambrosia fan, and I wouldn't necessarily classify myself, classify myself in a fan category for them. But man, they put out some good music, well produced, very slick, yeah. um, you know, very very listenable, and certainly worthy of of this spot on our list here. So, I will tell you if they showed up at our local casino, I'd be there. Hey. This is that's my that's my new measuring stick. <laughs> But if they show up, I'll go. See I'll them. go. Yeah. Yeah. So, and hopefully you'll call me. Absolutely. And I'll I'll be. You're there. my guy. I'll be there, and we'll have on our blue jean committee t-shirts, captains hats. <laughs> yes. Ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That that's Ambrosia. You're the biggest penny part loafers of me. or penny loafers, dancing shoes, yeah, maybe doc, doc siders. There you go. Yeah, you'd have those with those tight white shorts, maybe, and maybe a. Uh, um, underneath our BJC t-shirts, maybe a popped-up collared polo shirt. There you go. Yeah, I like we can it. do it. All right. <laughs> Number seven. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a Number seven on the list 
is the Pina Colada song, which most people know it as. Actually, that's the subtitle. It's Escape by Rupert Holmes. Handsome young gentleman. With his nice, like, <laughs> glasses that, that, Take up most that are also sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. You got to have the fades. Yes, you do. So, a lot of people, I think, would put this as number one as the song that they identify with, with Yacht Rock. Right? Um, yes. It's got the vibe... You're talking about pina coladas. Tells a story. Tells a story. Um, my wife hates this song. How could she hate this you song? You know, I think there's just the sort of hint of infidelity or boredom. And, you know, so it's just not a it's not a wholesome song in her. Right. But, it, you know, it, it, it's a great song. In the end, they find each other. Yes. Again. Again. And... Um, I, I think it's 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 definitely right in the middle of the genre. We did not put it near the top no, five. We, we did not. Um, and we put it on. Yeah, just because largely because it's it's one of those expected. Yeah, songs like you you kind of have to include it. I mean, it's not not that it's a bad song. Just like sailing, not a bad song. Not bad. I think if we're being true to the genre, it belongs there. You know, I would put uh, I'd put Key Largo here. Yeah. I could, that would slot in just as easily right here. Birdie. Birdie Higgins, the man. You know, I know somebody at Saul Birdie in concert, and they said that he put on a really good show. He does Key Largo, and, and he may have had, like, one other hit that we forget about, but he's yeah. mostly doing cover tunes. So what are you yeah. going to do? You're Birdie Higgins. Yeah. You got that one I mean, hit. You're... That's your show closer. He probably opened and closed with You're that. playing at the Marriott in Key Largo. Yeah. You... Why not? They're yeah. paying him. It works. Hey, All-you-can-eat seafood buffet. Yeah. So uh, probably he, he's probably opened it for Rupert Holmes. Yeah, and Rupert Holmes, for all intents and purposes, I think was a one-hit wonder. He had a him. very strange song, in my opinion. <laughs> yes. um, Another him. cheating song. Well, yeah, he was sort of fixated yeah, on it, that. Escape right? wasn't about cheating, but you know, it was about a guy that was going to cheat. Yeah, end up finding out that the the person that he's contacting through the local one ads and. Ends up being his, his old lady right already there, had. Yeah. So in him, let that be a lesson to you. Yeah, yeah. Let it be a lesson. Don't go looking where that grass is always greener because it's probably <laughs> already the grass you're already yeah. sitting on. Yeah. So uh, you know, I think Rupert Holmes went on to to. Uh, I think he did a lot of musicals. Did uh, he? he wrote some mu- musicals. I think he even won a Tony Award, if I'm not mistaken. No kidding. So yeah, he 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 was kind of a flash in the pan, but good song. Good. So. Here we go. Escape the Pina Colada song. Number six. Are you going to wait for a sign? Your miracle. Stand up and fight. This is it. Make no mistake where you are. Number six. This is it by Kenny Loggins. Now, honestly, this could have been heart to heart. This could have been whenever I call you friend. One of the criteria we had when we set up this uh, this playlist here, this this top ten chart we have, is we can't use the same artist twice. So there would have been a couple different Multiple. Little River Band songs on here. There could have been uh, two or three different Boss Skaggs or Steely Dan songs on here. But we want to stick it with one just to kind of make it look a little more eclectic. But Kenny Loggins, you guys, you know him. From he did the soundtrack for Top Gun, Danger Zone. We all know that. I'm all right, which was in um, Caddyshack. 
Footloose. Footloose theme. Uh, I'm Free, which is also in Footloose. So Kenny Loggins has had a long career, but he got his start out in Yacht Rock. Uh, way back when, he had a partner named Dave Messina. I think they were just musical partners. And they, uh, they went on and had a few hits, but until he went solo, he really took off. And this is uh, this song here just comes on. It just it's very yachty, very yachty, yeah. And I don't think when he was with Messina, I don't think anything of that era really fits. It wasn't until he no, not really, yeah, not really. There's a you know this is going to sound really intelligent. There's a Christmas song that they have, and I can't think of the name of it, but I, I that he has or they have he together. and Messina I believe. really yeah. Now but, I know um, he did celebrate me home, which is a good Christmas. That's song, a good one. Which also sounds very yacht rockish. Yeah, because it's kind of got that sound. It does. But uh, yeah, that's. And it was great that they had in in Blue Jean Committee. You know, Kenny Loggins had that presence. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. like he knew them and worked with them back yeah. in the like day. Like they were collaborators. Yeah, it's classic. Uh, I know in the yacht rock series, they spent a lot of time with the Kenny Loggins character. Because they kind of refer him as, as like the godfather of Yacht Rock. Like, so he has had such a... Because, like, a lot of these guys ended up singing background or playing instruments on each other's music. So, like, when we're going up to, like, uh, uh, JoJo by Boss Gags will be up here in a little bit. Um, like, there, you might hear a little Michael McDonald in there. You yeah. might hear Kenny Loggins in the background. So, yeah. a lot of these I things. Mean, they were are, traveling in the same circles, oh, yeah. you know, touring the same venues, riding the same boats. Riding the same boats. It's what they do. It's what they do. So, yeah, Kenny Loggins. The, what's that? Great beard. He had one of the most epic beards of the era. Like, Christopher Cross had kind of like the chin strap. Yeah. But Kenny Loggins had the full stash and beard. So he had the best of Christopher Cross and of John Oates. Yeah, he wasn't messing around. He handsome was. guy. Very handsome guy. Very handsome man. So, yes. Almost uh, in your category. Uh, you know what? Maybe. I, I think he's past me. He, he might be closer to a Jim Waller. Maybe. Like, yeah. yeah. Somewhere, a couple of handsome guys. There we go. We're studs. <laughs> <laughs> we, we also have this... Uh, Self-admiration. Yeah, self-inflated view <laughs> self- of ourselves. Uh, mutual admiration society of self-inflation. So, yeah. We're both legally blind, you know, we'll point, point that out. But Yeah, but hey, don't yeah. hold that against us. <laughs> All right, so Kenny Loggins, this is it. Number five. Deacon Blues by Steely Dan. You know, I saw them in concert probably three or four years ago. It's probably shortly before Walter Becker's death. And um, they sounded awesome. Like, just the, the, the sound mix was just right, and it was just very smooth. And... At this spot of our countdown, you could have put pretty much any Steely Dan song on here. Um, Peg would have worked here. Yeah. FM, Black Cow, Babylon Sisters. And you could have even taken Donald Fagan's solo work like Nightfly or IGY. IGY yeah, you could have put 
any of those in here and they would fit. Definitely defined that Yacht Rock era. They're one of those bands I think that, that kind of transcend time and space. They could they sound as fresh now as they did back then. Like there's nothing. Some of these some of these songs and these artists are gonna sound kind of dated yeah. when you listen to them. Steely Dan, not so much. So my, I, I I appreciate Steely Dan. I will tell you that I have to be in a specific mood. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Something about their sound that times I love it, and times I may flip through it. Right. Let's take a brief time out, and we will be back and finish off our Mount Rushmore. Yes, our top four Yacht Rock songs on our countdown. This is Yacht Rock, the album. 60 smooth rock classics from the 70s and 80s. Set sail with the smoothest grooves on the ocean waves. Yacht Rock. Album out now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, and now on with the conclusion of our episode of our favorite Yacht Rock songs. Number four. Jojo by Boss Skaggs. He's another artist on this list that you could have just inserted any of his songs in here. Miss Sun, Breakdown Dead Ahead, Lowdown, Lido Shuffle. Uh, Boss Skaggs is an amazing musician, good songwriter. Love his voice. He just, when he, like, he could sing the telephone book and make it sound interesting. And, you know, you've heard that said about people, but he truly could. Um, I don't think he has received the credit he deserves over the years. But as far as this Yacht Rock list here, he definitely um, deserving of, of the spot here. So what are your thoughts on Boss Skaggs, Jim? Well, this, we're now in the section of Jim likes it okay, mm-hmm. but doesn't know... You know, I think he's another one that I kind of put in the same vein as uh, Steely Dan. That you know, I kind of have to be in the in the mood. Mm-hmm. Um, I and you, I'm sure you've heard it in how I've described my taste. Mm-hmm. I tend to lean more towards the America Ambrosia, Gordon Lightfoot end of the you know Little River Band end of these things. But I think that it is a distinct sound. Uh, low down, Lido shuffle, all oh, fantastic. JoJo's great. Um, I think it represents um, sort of the diversity of sounds that fits into this genre. Like you had mentioned, which makes a lot of sense to me because you're talking about 
you know, America and Gordon Lightfoot and some of these. And I'm I'm leaning more towards the more jazzy sounds of Boss Gag, Steely Dan, that kind right. of thing. So, I mean, it is the genre is not very broad, but there is sort of a there is a difference. Like, not all this music sounds the same. Right. So, like, there's something for everybody. Well, not for everybody, <laughs> obviously, but <laughs> but for for us the fans, it's uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. You can you can listen to yacht rock and not feel like you're hearing the same song over and over. And not to knock heavy metal, but a lot of heavy metal songs basically follow the same formula, and they kind of tend to sound. See, that's that's a genre. Even though I like like some of the hair bands and stuff like that. Yeah. That's something I got to be in the mood for. Like I, I got to prepare myself if I want to sit down and listen to Motley Crue. Yeah. So that's uh Yeah, that's I think I I think I tend, you know, the way you describe it, I I lean more towards the light rock end of things. Right. So if we were to and we didn't even debate this artist, but Dan Fogelberg. Oh yeah. Know? I like Dan Fogelberg. Uh, you know, I, I like this that sort of light rock sound. Dan Fogelberg was amazing. Yes, now, I'm not was. sure that he fits in this genre. No. Some may argue that he does. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't think that he does. I don't but. I don't put him there. Yeah. He's a good singer songwriter. One of my all time favorite Christmas songs is Same Old Anxiety. Mm. Like I, I I probably listened to that thing twenty times during the Christmas season because it it's one that I don't get tired of. Yeah. Like oh, because you just paint this visual. Um, there's there's a video on YouTube, like a fan made video. It kind of tells the story. Like that that song would make a great movie. Or since we go further down this hole, mm-hmm. John Denver, Christmas for Cowboys. I've you never heard, heard that? that. Oh, it's fantastic. No. Jars of Clay redid it. Really, I heard Jars of Clay do Little Drummer Boy, but I oh, never heard that one. Christmas for Cowboys is fantastic. <laughs> is it really? Take a listen. I will. Everyone, I, I will. I will take a maybe listen. in December, but you know. Remember that. Put that on a playlist. Throw it away. Christmas for Cowboys by John Denver. Yeah. You'll want to ride a horse. <laughs> I want to ride one right now. <laughs> but I'd name it something, unlike America. Sorry. Jeez. All right. So, yeah, that that was um, that was our number four song, uh, JoJo by Boss Gags. Number three. Takes a ladder, steals the stars from the sky. Puts on Sinatra and starts to cry On and on He just keeps on trying And he smiles when he feels like crying On and on, on and on, on and on We're up to the heavy hitters now. This is the best of the best. The top three yacht songs... Yacht Rock Songs According to Robin Jim. This is On and On by Stephen Bishop. Great love story. Um, love this song. I've always loved this song. Yeah. Even when it wasn't considered cool, I loved it. It is a great tune. I um, probably did not pay attention to who sang it for decades. And um, so he's he's got a couple. And uh, a little bit of a interesting history right yes so not only did he i mean he had some other hits too save it for a rainy day you may not have heard it it was a hit believe it or not and it might be you that was in the movie tootsie but interesting fact do you remember the scene in animal house where 
the dude is playing the folk song on the stairway and John Belushi takes his guitar and smashes yeah. it. That is Stephen Bishop. I gave my love a cherry that had no stone. I gave my love a chicken that had no bones. I gave my love a story that had no end. I give Yes. I think he was actually, you know, when we were kind of uh, looking at these artists, I think he's also, he was also in the Blues Brothers. What? Um, played like a mall cop uh, or something like that, but just a brief, brief cameo. Nice. Interesting tidbit, and I'm only saying this because I, I want to say her name. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan? Shaka Khan was on, uh, helped out on his first album, along with Eric Clapton. So, you know, he had some... Pretty powerful people. He's very connected. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just know him as like this mellow singer, but I've always known he was that part in Animal House. I think one time, probably ten years ago or something, I may have looked that up just because I thought that part was so funny. I'm like, well, who's that guy singing? I guess if you're in Southern California, you just you know automatically have some of these uh, connections. Yeah, you just show up and you're in a movie with Shaka Khan. Shaka, she wasn't in the movie. She should have been. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. <laughs> Is there anybody that can say Shaka Khan without automatically yeah, going to it, that song? It has to have that inflection. One yeah. of the best one of the best songs of the eighties. But not yacht rock. No. It's not. So, it is not. Yes, number three, awesome song, on and on by Stephen Bishop. Number two. Number two, this could be any song by Little River Band, but we've chosen Reminiscing because it ha- it most kind of has that Yacht Rock feel. So, as Jim mentioned, he is a tremendous fan of the LRB, maybe more so than Will Ferrell is. <laughs> so, <laughs> if, you guys, if you guys haven't seen the other guys, there's one part with him and Mark Wahlberg, where they're in the car and Mark Wahlberg throws in this headbanger music and then Will Ferrell turns it off and puts a little river band on and it's it's hilarious. But Jim, tell us about the LRB. You know, Little River Band, um, I think it was probably nineteen eighty two, um, when their greatest hits I could be wrong, maybe eighty four when the greatest hits album came out. I would put that in my top 10 albums. I don't know if it's fair to use a greatest hits album as a as a top 10 for our purposes. For our you purposes. Sure can. Yeah. I think in the vein of yacht rock, reminiscing, cool change, we talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. how we we debated on that one. Night um, Owls. Night Owls. Uh, Lonesome Loser, you know, kind of lean towards kind of a country vibe a little bit. Yeah. Take it easy on me. Yep. I, I think I disclosed to Rob that uh, that was actually one of my favorites. I, I had some sort of, uh, you know, thirteen-year-old fling, and 
It's a heartbreak. Had a had my heart broken somehow, some way, and uh, yeah. So I was probably singing that through tears in my. Did, did you like look in your mirror and wonder what like what did I do wrong? Like what's wrong with exactly, me? Exactly. Yeah. And there were a lot of things wrong with me, but uh, you know. So, uh, but that has—they've uh, always been a favorite. Rob was kind enough to put this uh, up on the list. I think you agree, though, right? Well, yeah, you're... I absolutely agree. This this could have easily been number one. When you're talking about yacht rock, as we have spoken of throughout this entire show, this is one of those bands that definitely define the genre you know like it or not before yacht rock was yeah. a thing i think like it was because of bands and songs like this so that greatest hits album i looked it up was 1982 so you got nice. it right the first Thank time you. yeah so they, great job and they, their most active years were right in the middle of that sort of period from like oh yeah 78 to 82 um you know they were pretty fantastic oh yeah now, they were all over the charts at that point and you know they've had a lot of a lot of changes in the in the group members over the years. I think we already touched on the fact that you know I don't think there are any original members, but yes. uh, and they were from Australia, which uh, until I kind of dug around a little bit, I, I I did not know that. Of course, Rob and his infinite wisdom did know that, but um, yeah, Jim went to school and became a doctor. I stayed home and learned about <laughs> pop music. <laughs> so. <laughs> Those were, those were all my classes were about music, you know. Well, so yeah, you go. You're, you have a PhD in yeah, music. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Great band. Join us next year when they come to town. We're there gonna, you go, Hollywood gonna, Casino. We're gonna do it. So yeah, Little River Band is number two. You know what that means? There's just one left. Number one. Number one, What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers. Again, any of these songs could be interchanged, just about. But yeah. we chose this one just because the Michael McDonald era Doobie Brothers probably did the best job at really spending probably hours and hours and months in the recording studio perfecting their craft having that jazzy feel. You have the Doobie Brothers. You've got like the old Blackwater Doobie Brothers listening to the music, Long Train Running. And then when Michael came along and started, you know, taking over the lead vocals, they, you know, they went with the talent they had, which he's got this great jazz voice. And Michael McDonald is probably the king of yacht rock. If there is one, it is Michael McDonald because... Yeah. Almost any song that he has ever done could be on this list. Um, he super talented guy. And I saw an interview just the other day, just kind of prepping for the show. Uh, and it was uh, Michael McDonald was talking about the, the resurgence of Yacht Rock and why people are listening to it. And he's, he's kind of in on it. You know, he's, you know, he's like, hey, you know, it's allowing me and my contemporaries um you know we're getting gigs you know people want to hear us and he's like he's like i kind of get the joke behind it a little bit you know i'm i'm, I'm in on it and he's like and I, and and i am flattered that they think of me in such a light and yeah. he was actually referring to that that yacht rock episode series yeah. 
and he said he cracked up and he was talking to Kenny Loggins about it <laughs> and they thought it was the funniest thing ever. Let's be honest, wouldn't any of you find it kind of funny if they did a web series based on you and just really went over the top with your character? So yeah. that'd be a ton it's of a good time. fun. Yeah. So tell us about the Doobie Brothers, Jim. Tell us what you think. How do you feel about this being number one? Great song. Again, one that I've come to appreciate probably in the last decade. Michael McDonald, even in his solo career, uh, he sang some other song I keep forgetting. But um. Uh, that's great. So Michael McDonald, you know, even with uh, his solo career, still had that sound. Uh, you may, I don't even know after about 1985 what he may have gotten into. But He didn't do too much uh, after that. His, made soundtracks, right? Yeah, or, he, he, did, he did a lot of soundtracks. I remember him doing the song for um, Running Scared with Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines. He did that, and I know probably in the uh, early 2000s, he did a an album of Motown tunes, which is really good. So if you guys get a chance, check that out. Um, you know, he hits all the Motown standards and does a very good job. That is a good album. job at it. Yeah. yeah, so it's really good. And the Doobie Brothers, I, you know, I I think that was one of those influences in the '70s that actually um, I got into uh, with a you know, you everybody may have this sort of person. I had a cousin who was a well into his teen years when I was kind of in, in the tween years. So, you know, I'd follow him around and listen to whatever he listened to. And the Doobie Brothers were always part of his uh, repertoire. And so it was obviously pre-Michael McDonald years, but, you know, I've always appreciated their music. And um, so, yeah, I think this is a great number one. I think this really typifies, at least to you and I. Mm-hmm. So we got to make the list, so that's all that matters. You guys make um, your own list. But I think it typifies the sound, and this is something you can listen to over and over. I don't get tired of it. No, I don't either. Um, most of these songs on here I don't really get tired of. Uh, these are just these are part of what I listen to, just normal everyday. Oh, throwing the out rock playlist. But I'm also seasonal. It's it's funny. I I will different seasons of my life or of the year. Like, this is the time of year, like the spring and summer, I'm cranking up the Yacht Rock. Um, in the early part of the spring, I listen to some classic country a lot. <laughs> so, nice, yeah. And then, you know, during, during like, in, into the, deeper into the summer, I'm listening to, like, some hairband music. And into the fall, I'm, like, listening to more, like, new wave type stuff. I'm just weird. I'm so weird. Glad I, you said that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> like you know, I I do have an eclectic taste in music, and this is you know this yacht rock thing is one of the areas that that I just absolutely love to listen to, and I could listen to it you know for hours, and and I honestly for the last week preparing for the show listen to it quite a bit. Not that I don't anyway, but this week is just about all I've listened to is this type of stuff. Yeah. You know the genre. We talked about this with the Blue Jean Committee. This genre needs a needs a full length movie. It whether does. it's the Blue Jean Committee or whether it's an Adam Sandler movie, you know, harkening back to the late seventies, and then it's just loaded with a soundtrack of these songs. I mean, it, it needs it needs that sort it of attention. Needs a it deserves it. Well, I think the Blue Jean Committee should make a movie. You know. And I, I do think it, if they called on some of the SNL alum to join them, yeah. Adam Sandler would be great. Kirsten Wig, we talked about this before. She'd be great as like a she cocaine sniffing 
background singer yeah. or something. They could have some of these other people be, uh, you know, bands that are, are around that scene, around mm-hmm. Southern California. Oh, yeah. yeah. It would be, it'd be hilarious. So. Well, so if you think sort of like Anchorman, remember where they had the, the street fight with all of the anchors? What if, like, Will Ferrell was, like, in a rival band and they were, like, him and Bill Hader were fighting. Yeah. And Bill Hader whips out, like, a big Chicago Polska kielbasa and punches him in the face with it. That'd be awesome. That's what we need. That's what we need. There's not enough of that. There's not. So if anybody happens to be listening to this and they have connections, we want a Yacht Rock movie. Make it happen. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've exhausted Yacht Rock. I think we've done we it. possibly can. We've I think, conquered it. I think we've said the words Yacht Rock together about 312 times this episode. We snuck in Did. some Chaka Khan. We've mentioned Van Halen, Blue Murder, and we're just now going to mention Conway Twitty just because we had to round out the obscurity there. So. There you go. <laughs> Guys, thank you for hanging with us and listening this whole time. Jim, thank you so much. You're a good friend, a longtime friend, and it has been great hanging out with you, talking about this stuff, and uh, looking forward to just dancing in the dark, walking through the park, and reminiscing. So you, uh, I would love to have you back sometime, and we'll do this over some other topic. Yeah. None can be as exhilarating as Yacht Rock. Thanks, man. It's All been right. fun. Right, thanks. So, guys, we'll see you next time. Next week, John McNeil will be joining me, and we'll be talking about summertime songs of the 80s. You don't want to miss it. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. you drop by the art club mm-hmm. no. thank mm-hmm. you sir <laughs> <laughs> all right horse songs always get a little strange yeah.